Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily, top-level, live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. Here are your hosts, Christian Karashevitz and Jim Fuse. Do you struggle with keeping your audience on your live streams? Sometimes it's what you do during your live stream that can cause viewers to go elsewhere. On this episode, you will learn what not to do during a live stream. So Jim, do you want to kick things off for our listeners? Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of things you should be doing during a live stream, but then there's definitely some items you want to avoid during a live stream. And, and so we've got about 21 items that we're going to go through here that uh, will help you get your, your mind in the right of things not to do. And the first one is don't change the date of your event. Stay consistent. Now, mind you, when you're first starting out, you may find that the date or time that you picked isn't ideal and you move it. But once you get into that rhythm, you definitely want to stay consistent because consistency, this is a long game. We've talked about this before, you know, but there might be those few that'll be an overnight success. But for the most part, people are going to expect you to show up as, as I used to say, the same bad time, the same bad channel mm-hmm. every week. So stay consistent with that the date as well. The second one that I think is another one that a lot of, uh, I'll say, beginners struggle with is waiting for people to show up live. The reality is you have created, whether you realize it or not, the equivalent of a broadcast TV show. You're the six o'clock news. When that go live button goes live, you better go live because people, even if it's on replay, even more so, if they come to your video and they're sitting there watching you wait and wait and wait, they're going to go somewhere else. Sure, you may get some views because views can be counted as in quickly as three seconds, but they're going to swipe and go elsewhere. So go live right away. Act as if everyone's there. They're going to show up. Just don't. And and then you may also find you're going to get a lot more replay viewers. It's not necessarily going to be live because you're not always going to be on when it's most convenient for your viewers. And so, but that's okay. The, the replay numbers are going to be where that's at. Christian, what, uh, what else do you want to add there? Well, I definitely think, I mean, the big thing is people need to not wait for people to show up to their show. I mean, I've, I've seen so many times that, you know, people have started their show and they're sitting there like talking. And I know we had Kevin on a previous episode, Kevin Colby, and we had talked with him about this. And it was really funny because he was demonstrating the whole, you know, uh, is anybody there? Is anybody watching, you know, uh, issue that happens a lot of times for people. I mean, when you hit go live, you are live. So don't worry about the fact that no one is tuning in. Actually, I almost like to do this. Even when I do our show, I look at, you know, the numbers and I, I'm not like faced by the fact that there are nobody, there's no one on there, for example, because I changed the time or something like that. Or, um, you know, there are a handful of people on there and they're going up, they're going down. I mean, that's going to happen. You got to remember, I mean, this is, we're sort of trained with the TiVo model or the TiVo mentality, which is I can watch 
your show whenever it's convenient for me. And that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to watch it live, but Hey, I may might tune in the replay and I might not. So just keep that in mind. So I'd say number three though, is to not overlook the quality of your video and to test it beforehand. You know, and what I mean by this is you want to make sure that you've got good internet. I know on the previous episode, we talked about a checklist you should do before your broadcast, um, but make sure you don't overlook the quality of your video and Video, by the way, for live streaming sounds like it's the most important thing, but it's actually not. It's the second most important thing, and that's because the audio quality is the most important part of your video. People will watch a very grainy video, but if the audio is bad, if it's choppy, they will actually tune out. So just keep that in mind. But the bottom line is test your video, test your audio beforehand, make sure you know, you've restarted your computer so that your video and your audio quality look and sound the best. Okay. So Jim, what's the fifth item in this list? Never ignore your audience. I mean, if you're going to ignore your audience, you might as well just pre-record whatever it is you're wanting to talk about mm-hmm. and upload it as a, a video that's been pre-recorded. I mean, because the whole part to me, I think you would agree as well, Christian, the whole reason for doing live video is to have engagement, not just with your guest, but also with your audience. So you got to look at what your audience is saying in the comments. You know, one of the reasons like a tool like StreamYard is so uh, valuable is we can share their comments on screen. Mm-hmm. That makes them feel like a part of the show. So your your audience is why you're doing this. It's not about you. It's about them. So you definitely want to make sure that you don't ignore your audience. The other thing is don't speak at your viewers. What do we mean by that? You know, don't try to belittle them. You want to, you know, be, you know, it's a conversation, right? So you want to talk like you're having a conversation, just like Christian and I are right now. So don't speak at your viewers. Mm -hmm. Anything you want to add there, Christian? Um, Not really, actually. I want to move on to the next one, though, which kind of piggybacks off of, not ignoring your audience. So this one is don't forget to be social. You know, social media can play a key role in helping to increase the reach of your live stream, but make your broadcast engaging. And this includes things such as, as you mentioned, don't ignore your audience. So if they ask a question, answer it, but don't also get into answering every single question. For example, if your live stream happens to be extremely popular and you get a ton of questions, then yeah, you may have to ignore some of the questions or somebody ask a similar question, pick one of them, don't answer every single one of them, but make your broadcast engaging. That means answering questions, highlighting comments, adding things such as trivia or polls or giveaways, that type of thing as well to make your broadcast more engaging. You know, And again, I mean, it's all about the social aspects. So if somebody tunes in, thank people for joining and so on. Now, the eighth item in this list is to not leave your broadcast. Now, this sounds silly, but sometimes people will start the broadcast and they'll get up in the middle of the broadcast because you know they forgot to fill up their water glass. They forgot to use the bathroom. Maybe they forgot to you know, put a note on the doorbell to tell people not to ring the doorbell or somebody actually is at your door. You know, So don't ever leave your broadcast. Now, what I mean by that is don't leave your broadcast unless it is an emergency. So if an emergency happens, handle it. But if it's, you know, just a regular broadcast, just keep going. I mean, don't get up. You know, if you need to get some water, well, hey, on the next broadcast, I need to make sure that I am prepared 
That tells me that you're not prepared if you have to leave your broadcast and it's not an emergency. Okay, so what's number nine, Jim? Don't forget to test everything because as we have have seen at times, like you talked about in our previous episode, things happen. Internet ha- happens, changes, updates to your computer, may change some settings. And so it's kind of that whole thing from the bad news bears for, I know I'm dating myself, you know, never assume <laughs> never assume because, and, and I'm not going to say that because it kind of goes into one of our future things. Uh, you want to make sure that uh, you're testing everything to make sure it works. Mm-hmm. Because if not, you know, if you don't test it, that'll be the time that, that something goes wrong. And it really kind of, uh, you know, that that to me is important. I mean, what, what would you add to, to the testing piece, Christian? I mean, it's going to be things such as the audio levels, the video quality, for example, making sure even the lower thirds that you bring into your broadcast, a lot of times I'll go through and I'll test them because I want them to look a certain way. And I don't spend a ton of time on this, but for example, if I know that I only have so much room for text during my broadcast, I make sure that I write a short and concise sentence. Sometimes I only want it to be one line long with a description and then a URL. If you have too much text, for example, and we bring it up on screen, wow, it actually is too much text. So I want to make sure that I test that and make sure, for example, if I'm showing people links or things like that, that it's clear to them as well. Um, I also check for any spelling mistakes to make sure I have the right URL. I test the URL that I use beforehand. And I even make sure, for example, if I get to the end of my broadcast, I want to make sure that I'm also telling my viewers when my next show is. So I make sure I test my actual workflow to make sure that it makes sense and I know which items I'm going to click on, which items I'm not going to click on. So I streamline it. So I think that's really important. Now, the 10th item in this list, by the way, Jim, is also really important. So, you know, we've talked about the importance of scripting a live show. I don't know if you remember which episode that is, but we always want to tell people don't always stick to the script as well. So the script is important for building the framework of your live show. For example, I know on Social Chatter, my show, I have an intro, we do an introduction, we then go into the topics, and then we move into the questions for our guest, we go into tool time, we get to the end, we tell people when the next show is, and then we do the outro. And so there's a very specific script. However, I know a lot of times, we break from that script when we have questions from people or, you know, maybe we get off on a tangent, you know, because again, like that's something that the guest wants to talk about, or maybe it's something the viewer wants to talk about. So don't be afraid to deviate from that script. Now, what's the 11th item, Jim, in this list? The 11th item is, you know, don't complicate your setup. Kind of goes back to what we call the keep it, the kiss method. Keep it simple right? Simplicity is, is always going to make things easier, less chance for uh, failure, so to speak, with things mm-hmm. that you've got going on. And so I think sometimes, you know, and, and we see this a lot with live streamers and, and even with podcasters, they're so wrapped up and I got to have the best tech this, tech that, that then when that stuff breaks, it's like there's a panic. So you definitely want to make sure that you keep it simple, Mm-hmm. You know, it, you, you don't have to, you're, you know, you're not necessarily trying to recreate a broadcast TV studio. 
So, you know, it goes back to, you know, having good internet connections, having a good camera, good audio, uh, and, and just even good software or, you know, in our case, StreamYard works really well for us so that it's that consistency, it's the ease of use so that you can do what you want to do, which is, is talk to your guests and your audience. Definitely. I think that's a really important thing. Okay. So don't complicate the setup. And by the way, I mean, a lot of people, they also do this as well. They, uh, they complicate the setup by making it more difficult. And you have to look at it like this. I mean, if you're the only person running your broadcast, you want a very streamlined setup. It's not things like, Hey, I got to push all these buttons and I got to go over here and do this. And then I got to do this and I've got to be on screen talking with things. So it does help to have a co-host if you can, if you can get one. Um, but make sure your setup is very easy. Practice it, you know, because again, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to look like, you know what you're doing during your broadcast, you know, it's not about fake it till we make it. It's about being capable of handling you know, the live stream broadcast at the same time, it can be a lot to juggle. So if you've got a very complicated tech setup where you got to do all this other stuff, maybe I need to invest in a piece of equipment. For example, I know in the case of my live stream, I use uh, a roadcaster, which is a, uh, it's a soundboard, it's a mixing board. And so basically it has the ability to bring in microphones, but it has sound pads. It's got a record feature as well. So it does all this stuff that I just push one button once I've got it set up. And then I can control the broadcast versus having to go to one piece of equipment and another and whatnot. Okay, so that is what the uh, that's the eleventh item. So Jim, what's the twelfth item in this list? Twelfth item, and this is becoming a bigger and bigger deal. Do not swear specifically, but also or scream during your broadcast because one, you you probably going to have an opportunity. You'll be clipping, which is something we uh, talked about in. Uh, episode uh, 30 as far as things you wanted to check with your audio and YouTube specifically and it, it is looking at if you have explicit language you're going to get banned from certain ways of being able to be seen or heard by part of your audience especially if you say you're a kid-friendly show and you let that curse word slip and they catch that you're not going to be a kid-friendly show anymore and there's no way you're going to get that back so best advice is just don't swear at all. Screaming just comes across as unprofessional. I mean, you're not Howard Stern. You're not Gary Vee. Uh, so don't try to be them. Great points there, actually. Okay, so don't swear, scream during your broadcast. And remember, there actually, so this is actually cool. So talking about equipment, there are some mixers that have a swear button as well. So you can push the button and have it automatically you know, bleep out that part. Um, but again, to Jim's point, don't do it you know, unless you absolutely have to. And if it, if you have to, and that's what makes your show, then maybe you need to consider a different platform that, you know, doesn't really worry about that sort of thing. For example, maybe you do a native recording and then you download the video and you put it up on a private channel, for example, on your website. That's the one thing to do. Okay, so number 13, don't threaten or insult your viewers. Again, I mean, this is, you want to make sure you are engaging with your viewers. For example, if somebody says something, you know, that you don't agree with, like you can disagree with it, but don't insult the person's intelligence. I mean, they took the time to tune into your broadcast. It's not like you took the time to tune into your own broadcast. So you want to make sure you are nice to all of your guests and to your viewers. Yeah, no. And that brings up another great point. You're probably going to get trolls at some point, mm -hmm. right? And these are people that are just there 
attempting to stir up the pot just because that's what they do. And also, you know, to your point, Christian, right? Treat everybody politely, professionally, because not everybody's going to like you and that's okay. But uh, yeah, so you need to be careful about letting yourself go down that rabbit hole of getting into this fight with really people that aren't even on camera. They're just making a comment. So ignore the comment. Sure, the people that are watching the comments may see that, but that doesn't mean that you need to react to it. So I think that that's a great point about, uh, you know, don't let yourself get uh, get worked up. I mean, maybe you're a show that thrives on that. Uh, and there definitely are some that do. And, and mm-hmm. that that's for a different audience. But for the most part, it's probably not something you want to do. No, not at all. I mean, you know, and here's the thing. I mean, to your point, you said trolls. Yeah, trolls is a good thing to, you know, pay attention to. I mean, if somebody says something and you don't agree with it, here's the thing. You don't have to highlight it during your show. Like, yes, it can happen. You know, you can acknowledge it like, hey, thanks to so-and-so for the comment. But then, you know, you don't have to acknowledge it on the show that in a way feeds the trolls. Um, And also to this, I mean, you have to keep in mind as well. So don't insult your viewers. And the reason you don't want to insult your viewers is because, well, let's say you upset one person by insulting them, word of mouth travels extremely fast. So if you say something and insult somebody, they might actually take offense to that and they could screenshot it. They can post it to their friends. For example, they can private message it to them and it can really torpedo your show, you know? So just be nice to your guests, the bottom line, you know, don't threaten anyone, don't insult them. Okay. So number 14, Jim, what is this one? Don't forget your backup plan. And and as you said, Christian, we've run into that uh, a lot lately. It may even be that uh, if you've got a co-host, they've actually got to run the show out of your account. So be prepared for that because things do go wrong sometimes. And also, if something happens, like maybe you're having technical difficulties during the show. I mean, Christian brought up like when uh, we were interviewing Kevin Colby, his power went out. And I didn't panic because we always have a plan. We had our script out and I just kept going as if I had thought that Christian was leaving on purpose and uh, the, you know, the show must go on, but that way you keep everything uh, going in a solid way. And your guest may even think that it was planned, even though it wasn't. So always good to have a backup plan. Absolutely. And a backup plan doesn't have to be complicated. It just has to be, what do we do in you know, a situation, for example, if the power goes out or if somebody loses internet, what do they do? You know, the first thing I would say is go to my mobile device and at least I can join that way, for example. And, you know, if that doesn't work, maybe the first thing I would do there is message my co-host in this case, message Jim, Hey Jim, my power went out. Can you finish the show? Because for the most part, if you prepped, you're both going to know what to do. Okay. So the 15th item in this list of what not to do during a live stream is to not panic if something goes wrong. Now, in this case, we said, hey, you know what? If the power goes out, maybe your internet goes down, big deal. So if it goes down, yes, it's a little stressful. And you're wondering, well, what do I do in this situation? And that's why you should have that backup plan because if something does go wrong, maybe even you flub some lines, you mess up some things, you know, you're a stress ball, for example, take and learn from that situation. So for example, if you do your show and when you're finished with the show, you remember, well, hey, I forgot to mention this. I forgot to mention that. Well, hey, maybe you need to have some notes written up and handy so you don't overlook it the next time. So 
every time you run a show, there's always a learning situation. So if something does go wrong, remain calm, just keep moving. And you know what the final goal is. The final goal is I want to get to the end of this show and I want to make sure I convey the right information to people. Okay, so the 16th item in this list is to don't forget to engage with your viewers. I know we talked about this sort of at the beginning, which is, you know, don't ignore your audience. So if somebody joins, you're welcoming them, but don't forget to engage with them as well. You know, if somebody's asking questions or maybe they're making some really good comments, make sure you highlight that during your show. It makes people feel a lot more comfortable. I think they actually really like it because, you know, they're tuning in. So it's almost like, uh, I almost want to give the example, like somebody's doing the local news and you happen to be in the background and you get featured on the news. Everybody's always like, Hey, that's pretty cool. I was on the news. In this case, you know, you join the live show and I think people will actually like it if you engage with them versus like, Hey, they're just talking at me with all this information. I think it makes them feel like they're a part of this. Okay, Jim, what are the next items in this list? Yeah, the, the next thing is avoid checking your mobile device or other websites during your broadcast because one, people can see that you are distracted. Now, mind you, there is going to be a little bit of, I guess, forgiveness in that, especially like in the case of the shows that Christian and I run, people know that we're running our show as well. So we're probably looking at comments and things of that nature. But that's also where if you've got multiple people, if you've really got to check something, maybe you go to a solo view while your guest is talking so that you can do those checks. And so that when you come back on the screen, you are, you know, look much more attentive. But if people think that you're not paying attention, that definitely has a negative impact on your show. If you're going to be sharing websites, maybe have all those links pulled up ahead of time in separate tabs. Uh, you know, of course, you got to be careful because, you know, we talked about the whole uh, resource issue. But for the most part, it should be okay if you try to minimize that. And so that, that's one, one thing to think about as, as well. So uh, th those are what some of the things I, you know, think about, not to mention that uh, you probably should have your mobile device on Do Not Disturb anyway because that's, uh, you know, the possibility that it starts ringing or that starts coming through your uh your phone as well because maybe you accidentally hit a video of something else and you start hearing all this volume coming in through your microphone mm -hmm. so definitely uh you know just put the phone down it'll still be there when the show is over well and to that point by the way also checking your mobile device so i talked about this on a previous episode you know if you have cables that are overlapping for example audio and video sometimes they can cause interference your phone is a is an interference magnet and so even if you have it next to your computer, for example, on the opposite side, it can cause some interference. People will hear that like, like a buzz. So they'll hear that during the broadcast. And, you know, typically it's, well, hey, I'm getting a notification. Or I'm getting something that is interfering with my show. So definitely try and avoid that. I'd almost recommend this. If you have to have your mobile device next to you, Make sure you put Do Not Disturb on, put it as far away as possible, you know, maybe even put it on airplane mode so the cellular antenna is not trying to do something and just be on Wi-Fi. Um, but make sure you avoid that uh, during your website or sorry, during your broadcast. And also make sure you have the, you know, right information up so that it's much easier to find versus, you know, accidentally pulling up 
a piece of content you really don't want to pull up during your broadcast. It makes it a lot easier. Okay. So number 18, by the way, in this list is to keep your live stream on time. Now, when I started my show, Social Chatter, I actually started, and I'm not embarrassed to admit this. I mean, my shows were like three hours long of live streaming. We talked about all the social media news that was going on. And what I did over time was I realized, hey, it's three hours. I'm glad I have a discussion with people, but I really need to curtail this. And you know, if I say it's going to be a one-hour show, we make it a one-hour show. So what I do there is I basically, I, I build my box, my framework. And I say, okay, my show is going to be one hour. I tell people, we're going to have a show that's between 45 and 60 minutes. And we then run through all the information. And what that forces me to do is it forces me to be more concise. But the key part here is that when you keep your live stream on time, you are accountable. Hold yourself accountable to your audience. So when you tell them, my show is going to be 60 minutes, then it forces you to have to be very succinct with your points. You can still bring in, for example, other things into your broadcast. You can do comments, all that sort of stuff. You know, you can engage with your audience. But hey, it may mean that maybe I'll accidentally, maybe I'll cut a topic or something, but you know, it does hold you accountable. So definitely keep your live stream on time. And number 19, don't forget to thank your guests and your viewers because they are the most important part of your live stream. Now, obviously, we know audio quality is the most important from a quality standpoint. Make sure you thank your guests and your viewers, though. And this is, you know, at the beginning, welcoming them for uh, joining, for spending a little bit of time with you at the end, thanking them for sticking around because, hey, they could have left after 15 minutes or even five minutes. So don't forget to thank your guests and your viewers. And the other thing is, you know, it also helps you build a bit of a relationship with them. If you're thanking them and you're actually being courteous, people actually might say, hey, you know what? Hey, that gem guy, he's, you know, he's really nice, really friendly, you know, and so they might want to recommend you to other people to get them to tune in. So make sure you don't forget to thank your audience. Okay, Jim, you want to take the last two in this list? Yeah, come prepared. I mean, it doesn't matter if your live stream is three minutes or, you know, three hours. You need to be prepared because if you're not prepared, you're likely to start to get lost. You're distracted. You don't stay on topic and that's going to make your uh, viewers lose interest. So you want to be prepared. goes back to not necessarily you have to write, you know, and, and, and I know we talked about this as well. When we say script, it doesn't mean word for word. It's really an outline. Outline those key bullet points that you want to make sure you hit on because things may change. The conversation may take you into a good place. I think that's what happens sometimes. You start to have a conversation. It leads some, to some really good discussion. So be prepared to adjust that. You can say, okay, if this goes this way, I'm still, there's certain things I want to hit. So having your notes ready and being prepared, so important. Live streaming, just like with this podcast, we plan this out in advance. We don't just show up and start talking because if we did that, we would forget things that we really want to cover. And it also makes us more comfortable kind of going back to 15. We don't want to panic when we're doing our podcast recordings as well or live streams preparation, you know, prepares you for success. And finally, number 21, don't forget to re reply to the comments from the broadcast because you're not only going to get live comments, you're also going to get replay comments. And that's the other thing is don't forget to mention those replay viewers and tell them like, if you're watching on replay, 
you know, make sure you let us know that you're, you know, even you might do fun things like say hashtag team replay or hashtag replay. So one that pops up, it kind of makes that comment stand out and you can go back and answer their questions as well after the broadcast, even if they're watching it in the future. And it kind of keeps that broadcast alive for a little bit longer in the, in the terms of viewership. Um, any, any final thoughts you want to add there, Christian, anything I might've missed? Um, no, I, th- I think you've covered all of them. I mean, the key thing here is, you know, to make sure uh, that you, you know, you really respect your viewers time, you know, and you, Make sure you go back, for example, and engage with them. If you didn't get a chance to engage with them during the broadcast, you know, people will, I mean, we don't always respond to all the comments that we receive during the show. You know, if you happen to have, for example, like a a one-two punch, I'd say like, hey, you've got one person that's running the topics and the other person might be responding to the comments. It's a great way to make sure you capture all of that, you know, and take care of all those items uh, during your show. But I know it can also be a struggle um, so if you're trying to, you know, have your show and you're actually also trying to answer comments, it can be a lot to actually take on. So, um, I don't have anything else I want to add. Do you have anything else you want to add, Jim, about, you know, what not to do during a live stream? No, I think, I think this has been a, a great episode. I think we've covered a lot of really good things of what not to do because we, a lot of times think of all the things we should do, but we also got to remember there's some things we don't want to do to set ourselves up for success. Definitely. So I want to thank everybody for joining us for episode 31 of the Launcher Live podcast, where we discussed 21 things not to do during a live stream. Remember, you don't have to run through this checklist every single show. You want to work at getting better at doing it. So for example, if you panic during your live stream, Make sure you know you remain calm. For example, big deal if something happens, brush it off, move forward. You know, but again, I mean, doing these things, or sorry, not doing these things during your live show will actually help improve the quality of your broadcast, which could get more people to continue to tune in. So, for more information, um, head to launcher.live forward slash EP thirty one. And remember, if you need help with your live streaming, contact us for a consultation by messaging us on our Facebook page at Launch Your Live. We'll see you all on a future episode. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Launch Your Live podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Also, visit launchyour.live For more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to even more episodes that will help you level up your live videos, that's launchyour.live. So until next time, keep going live.